So today, we're going to focus on Psalm 100. That's Psalm 100. Now, Psalm 100 reminds us of this fact, that we are sheep in God's pasture. We are sheep in God's pasture. Now, I know that you may be wondering, wait a minute, is he, is he likening me to a sheep? Yeah, I am. We are sheep in God's pasture. Because if you think about it, humans and sheep have a lot in common. At least some of our tendencies are a lot in common. Let me give you some facts here. Sheep. Sheep are easily misguided. They have actually no sense of direction. And without a sense of direction, they are easily swayed. And they're misguided by the intentions of others. If you get a bad shepherd, the shepherd is going to get those sheep in a whole lot of trouble. Well, we are easily misguided as sheep. How many of you have taken a long trip without a GPS or a map and that you get lost? And how many of us believe the ton of stuff that happens on social media. Because there's a ton of stuff on social media. And you know what? Folks believe it. I want to get rid of COVID, so I'm going to drink some bleach. Folks believe it. And you know, we will all, from time to time, fall for a scam. Now, what's a scam? It's a get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, and, and, and those get-rich-quick schemes go on faster than you can turn the light out before you go to bed at night. Folks are trying to flim-flam. Uh, now, you know I do a robocall, and I do a robocall on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time in the morning, and I also do a robocall on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Any other time you see my number come up, I'm calling you for real. But, you know, a whole lot of other people do robocalls, too. And during the pandemic, there, this, this, this firm out of Washington, D.C., the radio station there, WTOP, reports this, that there was a scam in Washington, D.C. that they were making robocalls. And they were making robocalls to people who had recently lost their jobs. They were down and out. They didn't have any money. They were fearful what was going to go on. And they said, listen, if you sign up with us, guess what? When your stimulus check comes, sign up with us, give us some of your stimulus check money, and we will let you work from home only two hours a day, and you can make $400. Two hours a day, $400. Do you know some people fell for that? Yeah, they did. They fell for that. And they started giving them some of the stimulus check money. And more and more money, and more and more money. And by the time the scam was detected, you know what happened? They were out of a whole lot of money, but they never made $400 a day. Yeah, like sheep, we can be easily misguided. Now, another tendency that sheep have is a tendency to be vulnerable. To be vulnerable. I, I mean, let's talk about physically vulnerable. Because if you think about a, 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 a lamb, a sheep, they cannot defend themselves. They can't. They have no real mechanism to defend themselves. 
And so they are prey to all types of predators, attacks from birds, attacks from reptiles, and all manner of other animals. They have no means to fight back, and even if they are wounded, they can't even lick their wounds. You know, we, humans, we're vulnerable too. We're vulnerable too. And, and let me just talk about our physical vulnerability. So our physical vulnerabilities are these, because we can fight back. You know, you know, if, 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 if Sister Fikes and I got into a fight, um, you know, she may lose, but I'm going to look bloody, right? <laughs> she doesn't agree with me. Uh, oh, oh, she says she's going to whoop me. Okay. Uh, so as humans, we can physically fight back. Uh, folks, and by no means am I endorsing getting in a fight with Sister Spike or anybody else. As humans, we can fight back, but there are some things that we are vulnerable to. The health research group uh, called BMC reports that African Americans suffer higher cases and higher deaths from the coronavirus than white folks. Now, what's the reason? What's the reason? Well, the reason that it's described is that African Americans have higher comorbidities than our white brothers and sisters. Now, what are comorbidities? Comorbidities is the presence of two or more chronic conditions in an individual. Two or more chronic conditions going on at the same time in an individual. Let me, let me break it down a little bit more. Uh, we have a podcast called It's a Matter of Your Health. My sister is a physician. And we put out that podcast and hope you listen to it from time to time. And, and she talks about comorbidities all the time. And these are things like this. You may know someone or you yourself may suffer from some of these comorbidities. You may have hypertension and also diabetes. You may have kidney disease and at the same time cancer. You may have heart disease and at the same time hypertension. Those are comorbidities. One or the presence of two or more conditions occurring in a person, they're chronic conditions, conditions that we're not going to get rid of, that may occur at the same time in a person. Black folks have more comorbidities. Now, that's a whole other discussion why we have more comorbidities than white folks, but the fact is we have more comorbidities than white folk. So COVID-19 can hit us especially hard because we're vulnerable because when you have a comorbidity, your immune system is down. And so this virus which attacks the immune system is more likely to attack you because you have comorbidities and when, you are, when those uh, comorbidities are there and you're attacked, the virus has an opportunity to do more damage. And that's why black folks have higher rates of COVID and have higher deaths of COVID than perhaps white folks. But there are always we can fight back. There are always we can fight back. One of those ways is to get vaccinated. Take the shot. Get vaccinated. I know we hear people talk about, whoa, no one's in it. Well, how many folks eat hot dogs? Do you know what's in a hot dog? 
well, you know what? They just came up with this this vaccine. Uh, I don't know. They just came up with it in six months' time. They've been working on the, the, the basics of this vaccine for decades. That's one of the reasons why it could come out so fast. Get vaccinated. It helps. Now, here's the second thing. If you've already been vaccinated and when it comes time for you to get the booster shot, get it. Get the booster shot. Get it. It makes sense. The vaccine is going to wane a little bit. We're going to get a booster shot to continue our protection. Another thing we can do is to wear our mask. It's to wear a mask, particularly when we're in public, particularly when we're in spaces that may be a little crowded, uh, particularly when we're around people that we may not know. Wear your mask. And even though you may see others who do not have on their mask, that's okay. That is okay. Yesterday, I uh, went to the little local fair, and, um, and we were at the fair, and I believe that we were the only family that had on masks. But that was okay. That's okay. That's completely fine because what, I'm, what are we trying to do? We're trying to protect me and mine. So it's not a peer type of thing. Wear your mask. It will save your life. And encourage the other folks in your life to do that. Because you see, we, like sheep, are vulnerable. Now, here's another tendency of sheep. Sheep tend to be short-sighted. Sheep tend to be short-sighted. Research tells us that sheep can see many things around them, but sheep have blind spots with stuff directly in front of them. Stuff that they should be able to see that you think they can see that are directly in front of them, they can't see. Now, modern eye care, and many of us are, are products of modern eye care because we're even wearing glasses or contacts or we had the LASIK surgery or something like that. Modern eye care is a wonderful thing. It allows us to see very, very well. You go to your eye doctor and you can see. But we as human beings still have a bunch of blind spots, don't we? Yeah, we have a bunch of blind spots directly in front of us. We have blind spots to people and communities who are hurting and who have need of help, but they're right before our eyes. We have blind spots to the economic and the political disparities that cause many of the best and brightest in our community to graduate from high school and leave and never come back. Come back to this place where we desperately need their talent and ability. We have blind spots to things in our own lives that need to be addressed. Things like our health, things like our finances, things like including what's going to happen to us when we die. How many of you have got a will? How many of you have life insurance? And not just a little bit of life insurance, but a lot of life insurance. I just want enough to bury me. No, that is a way of creating generational wealth. 
like sheep. We can be what side. However, as we celebrate 152 years as a church, there is hope. There is great hope because we are God's sheep. We are God's sheep. We are God's sheep. And we reside in God's pasture. And that pasture is a pasture that we call New Bethlehem. That we call New Bethlehem. Now, by definition, a pasture is a land covered with grass or other low plants or suitable and is suitable for grazing of animals, especially for sheep. But God's pasture is so much more than just a place to go around and graze. And Psalm 100 tells us that as we look verse by verse in Psalm 100. If you have it in your handouts here in the sanctuary, or if you have it in the Bible that you can find, Psalm 100. The first stanza of the Psalm 100 says this, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. That joyful noise can be done in so many ways. Some of us have talents as singers. Some of us have talents as dancers. Some of us have talents as bakers. Some of us have talents as athletes. Some of us have talents as decoders of things on the internet. Some of us have talents of being a caregiver. Some of us have talents and talents and talents and talents and talents. Whatever that talent is, that is our joyful noise that we can make to the Lord in the pasture. Stanza 2 says, worship the Lord with gladness. Worship the Lord with gladness. I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord. The pasture is wherever we are, and we should worship with gladness. Now, that doesn't mean that every moment is going to be fun and exciting and joyful. But there are a whole lot more fun and exciting and joyful moments in life when we decide to worship the Lord all the time. Stands at three. Know that the Lord is God. Now, when when that verse was written, what they meant was that during that period of time, folks were worshiping all kinds of other gods. But guess what? We still are. We still are. We still are worshiping all kinds of other gods. In fact, about right now. Hmm, let's see. We're worshiping a God called football because the Falcons came on at what? 9.30 this morning. So there are people, people worshiping the God of football and going to be worshiping it all afternoon. I'll pick up the coverage at 8 o'clock tonight when the other game. We have other gods. And so what the psalmist is telling us is that to know that the Lord, the Lord is God. And, and here's some proof of that. He made us. Did football make us? Did the God of money make us? Nope. Now, many people believe that the God of money made them. No. The Lord God made us, and that we are his people. We are his people. We are his people. 
we can bask in that. We are his people. Every praise is to our God. Every world of worship of one accord. We are his people. And we are the sheep of his pasture. We are his people and we are his sheep. David said in Psalm 23, the Lord is what? A shepherd. So David recognized, okay, I'm a lamb, I'm a sheep, and I have a shepherd. Now I can choose many things to be my shepherd, but for me in my house, I've chosen who? The Lord to be my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, we've been told to enter into his gates. We've been told to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and with his courts with praise and to give thanks and bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his wonderful name. So many times we may treat God like an ATM. And what do I mean by treating God like an ATM? God, do this for me. God, do that for me. God, bless this for me. God, get me out of this circumstance. God, do that. But we don't do what? We don't worship the Lord. We don't give the Lord praise. Now, it is right and good, and God wants us to come to him with our concerns here. But God also wants us to worship him and thank him and praise him. And we need to do more of that all the time. Praise God from what? Who all blessings flow. And then look at stanza five. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. We are 152 years old at New Bethlehem. Now, Brother Knight tells me, with his research, that every 20 years there's a generation. So look, we've been around for 152 years. That's a whole lot of generations, isn't it? And each and every one of those generations, each and every one of those generations, for 152 years here at New Bethel, has been blessed by the Lord God. His steadfast love endures forever. And yes, we are just here for a short amount of time. We're stewards of New Bethel for just a short amount of time. And we will pass on, but those who will come after us will be, have the same blessings as we did. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness is to all generations. Yes, we are his sheep. All of us are God's sheep. But the question is, are we living in God's pasture? Well, let me unpack that one more time. God has already said, all of us are his sheep. Regardless of what you're doing, regardless of, of, of what you're all about, regardless of you know me or not, you are my sheep. You, you belong to me. Now, the question is, are you living in God's pasture? Because here's the thing. God is all loving. God is all knowing. God is all powerful. 
God is wonderful and great and good. But here's the thing that God will not do. God does not make us love. Therefore, God does not make us live in his pasture. You don't have to do it. You can spend time outside of his pasture. I know I've spent a lot of time outside of God's pasture. So the question is, where are you? Because you, you can't be halfway in and halfway out of God's pasture. God said, uh, Jesus said this in Revelation, you need a hot and a cold, you're lukewarm, therefore I'm going to what? Spit you out of my mouth. Now, it does not mean if you're inside of God's pasture, you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that. Because, it means, because once we're inside of God's pasture, from time to time, we're going to mess up. From time to time, we're going to do stuff that is not God-like. And I say, well, let, me, let, me, let me, I said, we, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to do things that are not God-like. Here's the wonderful thing. When you're inside the pastor, God will forgive you. But here's the more wonderful thing. When you're outside the pastor, God will forgive you as well. Because the Lord wants you inside the pasture. No matter what you've done or what you've contemplated in terms of doing. God wants you inside the pasture. So today I want you to look at your life. Not with your eyes, because remember, we can't see things in front of But look at your life with your heart. It's the Lord your shepherd. It's the Lord your shepherd. Are you living in God's pasture? Now, if your honest answer is no, then pray with me. Father, I know that I'm your sheep. But I also know that I'm not living in your pasture. I ask your blessings on me as I come to you as a sinner, seeking to live in your pasture. I need your protection. I need your grace. I need your love. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say, Amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. But your salvation needs to belong in a godly pasture. And New Bethel can be that godly pasture. In a few moments, I'm going to ask the congregation here in the sanctuary at New Bethel to stand and ask for those who would like to to give me your hand and God your heart. But if you are looking on Facebook, or if you're listening in or on Zoom, or if you are listening in later on on our podcast, here's what I like to do. Give me a call. Give me a call. My number is 608-358-1309. That's 608-358-1309. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation about your now for our benediction, a covering of the Lord until we meet again. May the grace of the Lord that has been with New Bethel for 152 years be with you as we live 
a glorious life as sheep in God's pasture. May that grace, may that peace, may that joy of the Lord be with you henceforth now and forevermore. Let us all say amen, amen.